Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 135 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. And uh, we're going to get right to it. We are pleased to be joined on the line by the owner, general manager, head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. He's also uh, a teammate of Wayne Gretzky's of the 1984 and 87 Canada Cup. We welcome back to the show Ed, uh, Alberta sporting icon Brent Sutter. Brent, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Hey, uh, look, I don't normally do this, but I'm yep. going to embarrass you a bit. We had Wayne Gretzky on the show earlier today. He had this to say about you. Wayne. Listen, let me tell you about Brent Sutter. In 84, him and Mark Messier were probably the two best players on that team. Uh, in 84, Sutter, Tonelli, and Bossy were in line. John Tonelli was a beast, and Brent played out of his mind. I was sort of relegated to the third-line role. Which is fine. I wasn't playing great. And the ultimate goal is to win a championship and win the cup. And I understood that. And Brent was playing so well. He deserved the accolades he was getting and the ice time he was getting. But that's what makes a team. And when you come together as Team Canada, it's a silly quote, but you play for the name on the front of your jersey, not the name on the back of your jersey. And ultimately, everybody remembers we won. And that's most important. So, Brent, does that make you chuckle a bit when Wayne Gretzky refers to himself as the third-line center uh, that you and uh, Mark were the two best players on the team that year? Well, he's being pretty nice. He probably You probably told him I was coming on later or something. Gretzky's Gretz is the best, man, and that's all I have to say. I mean, he was obviously a tremendous, tremendous player, and he was arguably the best player ever played the game. And... Uh, when I played in 84 and 87, 90, 91 with him and uh, and Mess and all these guys, they were guys that I, you know, obviously had to play against, but they were guys that I had a lot of respect for because they were such great players. And I knew when I played against them that I had to be on my toes and had to be sharp because they can make you look like a fool pretty easy. Yeah. Hey, uh, just quickly on 87, yeah. was that... I mean, you you won cups with the Islanders. Jeez, you beat the Oilers in '83. You lost to them in '84. So you played at the highest NHL level. But was of the three Canada Cups, was that '87? Those three games against the Russians, the no best. Question. No question. The best part. Of, yeah. uh, the best hockey you're ever part of. No question. You know what? It was. It was just three games and uh, that were just the ultimate, right? And uh, it just seemed like there were so many so many flows to it that you know team would get down they'd come back and uh, 
believe each game was a six six five score and uh they won the first one in overtime then we won the second and everyone knows what happened in the third and that uh you know just it was a phenomenal series and it was the best against the best and in the world and uh you know obviously it was uh <laughs> it's something that you remember forever obviously when you're playing a series like that it was uh it was top notch I had uh, some of, including some guys that uh, might one day be playing for Canada in the Olympics uh, in 2022. But I, we, on, we had a uh, a mainliner, so not our, you know, not our normal plane that you, you know, you would have with those AC jets when you were with the Flames, uh, but a mainliner. And they had the '87 Game Three, and I had, a, I said, you guys should watch this. And one of the comments, and the guy's a pretty good player, that said this, he goes. Holy crap, did Canada run the snot out of the Russians once they were down 3 nothing? You guys pounded. You physically, you just turned it into a war of attrition every chance you got. And today there probably would have been about 633 penalties called, uh, Brent. But yeah. it was aggressive hockey, wasn't it? Well, it was, you know, it was, we, you know, we got down and it was, we had to change the momentum and, um, you know, they were taking it to us pretty good and we needed to change things and the way we were playing and, you know, and there were certain guys in that team that were responsible to, to make sure we brought that and, uh, you know, and, you know, so it, you know, we got going again, you know, our star guys, you know, Gretz and Mess and Mario and, these guys, they, uh, you know, they took it to a different level uh, after we got going, and you know, and it, we were able to prevail through it. And you know, the thing that stands out the most, what Gretz said, uh, what he just said in the interview he did with them, was the fact that you know it takes everyone to win a championship on a team, and everybody's roles are so so important. And you know, and it's just not about who scores or who gets the points or anything that obviously you have to score goals to win, but you know, everyone has a significant role and and what makes a team work is everyone having a tremendous amount of respect for each other and the roles they have and everyone knowing that every role is important on a team and that's what forms a team and you know whether it's a team can or even in your own club teams uh, it takes everybody to be successful and and you know because there's different stages that happen throughout a game or different things happen and uh everyone's got to respond but certain players respond differently in certain certain times of a game than others and um you know and it's it's so you know that's one thing about the game that isn't changed you know and you know and i know in the media everyone talks about certain things sure. and all that stuff but at the end of the day it's it's what it's what going what's going on in the dressing room what everybody's roles and the way everyone feels about each other in the room that forms the team all right. Well, let's switch focus. We got a battle of uh, a different battle of uh, Central and Northern Alberta this weekend as we uh, get started with the Western Hockey League season. The Edmonton Oil Kings, the reigning Central Division champions, they took a quantum step forward last year under Brad Lauer. They got a lot of young skill. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Dylan Gunther is going to be a full-time player this year. And Brent, I know we had you in studio with uh, Cam Moon, who does such a terrific job for your organization, about a month ago, and. Uh, you talked about the fact, you said, Bob, we're, we're going to be young. And you, you got even younger because you made a deal uh, to get uh, John Sexsmith's son, Joel Sexsmith, on your team. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I, I mentioned to you, John was actually the best man in my first and so far only uh, wedding. Uh, but uh, tell us tell us a bit about how the preseason's gone for the Rebels and how you're feeling about things heading into the year. 
Well, we had five preseason games. Two of them, you know, we played the Oil, or played the Oil Kings in the first one. It was a five on five for one period, four and four for one period, and three and three for one period. So it's, you know, you see the skills of kids, but it's really tough to see them in game, true game like situations. And uh, so we did that game there, and our last game was basically the same thing in Calgary. And so uh, we only really truly had three exhibition games. Um, but, you know, we went one-on-one-on-one and one and one in those, and I thought we had moments where we played well, and we had moments that uh, we weren't as good. I thought our youth showed, and it is going to show at different times. It's going to show at different times throughout a game. It's going to show at different times throughout your schedule. So, um, you know, we just have to be patient and continue to work with these kids. And we are a young team. We've got a lot, of, a lot of 17-year-olds, a lot of 16-year-olds on our team. Well, two 16-year-olds, but we got a, you know, 10 or 11 17-year-olds on our team. So we just, you know, we need to just work with them and, and continue to allow them to develop and grow. And biggest thing for me is with, with young kids is having them to keep their focus. And they have to keep their focus every day and not waver from that. And that's how they're going to develop the best and the quickest, and, and whether it's through games or practices. All right. Uh, just uh, specific, uh, the, the thought process to bring in Joel Sexsmith in. Well, we just got into trade discussions with Vancouver, and we felt if we could add another young defenseman to our group, um, you know, it would just help us, just not today, but would certainly help us down the road. And, you know, when you can get a player like him that's, uh, you know, he's had some health issues, but uh, he's getting through that, and he's working through it, and uh, and he's been he's been really well he's played really well for us since he's got here and uh he's a young player he's 17 years of age a player that missed half the season last year um of hockey and so he's got a little bit of catching up catching up to do but you know he's a kid that's dialed in he's focused uh, he wants to get better he wants to do better uh he wants his team to be successful and we just need to continue to work with him like we do with all our young players and let him grow and let him develop yeah, for the listeners that don't know, he had a blood clot last year, similar to what Michael Stone endured down in Calgary. Michael Stone in the lineup tonight here at Rogers Place when the Oilers uh, play the Flames. Brent, you've had such success running that junior team, and there's been ups and it's been cyclical. If you're yep. playing fair, it's cyclical. If you're cheating, you can be good pretty much every year. Uh, I'm not going to name any organizations on the spot here, uh, you know, Quebec City or London or something. But anyhow, I digress. Uh <laughs> But uh, uh, do, you miss, do you miss the NHL? I mean, you had a couple coaching stints in the National Hockey League. Yeah. Do, you, do you miss the NHL at all? Yeah, I mean, you, you, I think it's just uh, that competitiveness nature with you. Uh, yeah, you'd miss it. Um, you know, but with that being said, it's uh, obviously you're coaching at the highest level or being part of the highest level. And, uh, and I know I'm not going to coach forever, but uh, I say that today. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I enjoy junior, too. You know, it's uh, junior is very satisfying. Uh, it's just not about these young men learning how to play the game and developing them as, as hockey players. It's them as people, too. And there's nothing more satisfying than having a player come into your program when he's 16, 17 years of age and and seeing him grow and his growth just not as a player but as a, as a human. And... Uh, and when he leaves it in the end of his 19-year-old or 20-year-old season, and you and you just see how much he matured, and how much he grew up, and you hope maybe someday from the lessons that he learned here that he's gonna, you know, he'll he'll benefit from it down the road. And at time at that point in time, they may not see that, but down the road, I've had a lot of players come back 
stop in and office and stuff and uh, thank you for what they you know for what the time they had here and how much they learned through it it's the most important part of their life is 16 20 years of age and it kind of gets you started right and uh, and it's our job to do that but you know I guess yeah there's parts of me that miss it but there's parts of me that too that uh, I'm happy doing what I'm doing too Hey, Brent, I know you're on at the ice at 2 o'clock today. Thank you for taking time to join us, and good luck this weekend. We'll see you here Sunday. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brent Sutter, owner, general manager, head coach of the Red Deer Rebels. Royal Pizza celebrating 50 years in Edmonton. They're still making it great. On now through October, Royal Pizza is offering the combo special. Your choice, a Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies. All for just 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton and surrounding locations. Uh, That is indeed Royal Pizza. We'll do a reset. I'm going to tell you a story about, uh, (laughs) well, I'll just tell you a story here coming up a little bit later on about uh, some guys I know that they played. They're pretty good. Pretty good. All their stuff. There's a quiet confidence with the orders. Quiet confidence with the, the same guys who thought they'd take. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. A step forward three years ago. I think they're going to take a step forward this year. We'll get to that when we come back in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Oh, Brendan, you had a good day. You didn't have one headliner today. You had two headliners. We had Wayne Gretzky and Brent Sutter. The Oilers Now headliners brought to you by Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover safety and trading solutions at touchbacksafety.com. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Uh, we are going to get to this day in Oilers history. It is brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on two great road trips to Chicago or Tampa Bay, including a five-night Caribbean cruise. Uh, for reservations, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. I, even, I can even remember where I was when this happened on this day, but go for it. Back in 2014, Bob, Greg Chase signs a three-year, $2.24 million deal with the Edmonton Oilers. He then spent several years in the Oilers' farm system, but still has not appeared in an NHL game. All right, so here's the deal. On the th- uh, That was a Friday. You can look it up. Pretty sure it was a Friday. Okay? Uh, the Oilers had were at the rookie tournament. Why would we have been that late? That's what I'm trying to figure. Why would we have been that late that year? Uh, anyhow, um, 
I bumped into, I did an event in Edmonton on a Thursday night and uh, flew in Friday to go broadcast some games uh, for the rookie tournament. And Kevin, uh, uh, Jerry Johansson was on the flight and so was... Uh, Actually, so is Kyle Chase. Do you know you know Kyle Chase, don't you? I do know Kyle yes, Chase. Absolutely, he's running the uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders. So yeah, Greg Chase signing the three-year deal, and he had a good year in thirteen fourteen. And uh, unfortunately for him, it you know just didn't work out. And the Oilers, in in fairness to a lot of the prospects, for a couple of years, the, the structure was not in the proper place at that time to. Uh, to help, you know, players are always 75% responsible, but an organization's structure can assist in making players better as well. And we may have seen a little bit of that today just with how the owners handled, you know, sending down Tyler Benson and Cooper Morody and Kyle McLeod and Jones and Sam Rukoff and getting guys like that some more ice time down in the American Hockey League as the owners have got down now to 33 players. Uh, we will see Leon Dreisettle and Zach Cassian, uh, Nygaard potentially, uh, Yurko an option up there. Nugent Hopkins and Gagne were together most likely with Bertisov. The Shane, Kara, and Archibald line were together for today's uh, morning skate. Colby Cave's going to play as well. He had Chase on with him. Uh, Nurse and Larson, Lagason and Bouchard, Manning and Bear look like they might be the D. Chris Russell was out with the main group today. Miko Koskinen expected to start in goal. Calgary, we got. Uh, it's going to be Backlund with Mangiapane and Lindholm. Lindholm, a 78-point season last year. He went plus 30. Backlund was plus 34. He was like minus 19 the year before. Jankowski with Bennett and Frolik. Uh, Bennett, one pick after Leon Dreisettle, 2014 NHL draft. 18-13, goals. Um, those are a couple of the top lines for the Flames. Hannafin and Hamannick are going to play on D. We're not going to see Gio in the lineup. We're not going to see Johnny Goodrow uh, along with Monaghan, nor are we going to see uh, Derek. Uh, did I say Derek Ryan? I had to do that. <laughs> I was talking about Derek Ryan last night with a couple guys. Uh, we're not going to see Milan Lucic, and he's on uh, Derek Ryan's line. So I bumped that. I got a. I got a buddy. I brought him up on the show before. His name is Dan Baker at Pub 1905, and he plays with a bunch of you know guys like Jason Holland. That was a real good junior, and Mike Bisha, a good NCAA player, involved in that line brawl with the Atlanta Thrashers back in the day. And um, I will say, with some guys, there's a quiet confidence. Goaltending is going to be a key. Koskinen's going to have to uh, play better tonight and show. Um, you know, show that he's got it uh, going and that he, we're going to see Mike Smith here. We're eventually going to have maybe a scenario where both guys get 40 to 45 starts. It'll cost the Oilers a bit, might affect them a bit in terms of bonus-wise and with the cap, time will tell on that front. Remember, the Oilers could deploy theoretically if they get uh, at the cap. Uh, at some point, they could uh, deploy Kyle Brodziak's LTIR again. Oilers against the Flames from Rogers Place, 5.30 face-off show, 7 p.m. Puck drop, Eskimos and the Ticats on Kissing Country, 103.9, 6.30 pregame, 7.30 kickoff. Special thanks to Wayne Gretzky, Brent Sutter, Elliot Friedman, and Mark Spector. Have a terrific weekend, and uh, we'll be back at you here from Rogers Place at 5.30. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.